Another episode of Chris and Day's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. You know what? It is going to take a little bit of time to get used to that intro. Yep. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Love Island cast, but no, no, we have done that rebrand. So uh, yeah, I, I just have to remember myself. So, so Chris, <laughs> we're going to talk about the second episode of Single Town, and honestly, I. I Predicted it was going to be a little bit like Temptation Island, and straight away we're in there with a bit of drama. So, I mean, what did you make to the opening? Well, I, th- I think what we'd said on the first episode regarding Claudia was like she was all up for this, wasn't she? And all it took was one look at her other half, and she was a blubbering wreck, wasn't she? I mean, obviously, set up, they're going to go past the screen, you know, the pub where the, she, he's in and that. But I was not expecting that reaction, Dave. I was expecting to be like, oh, well, fucking then, let's go for it. But she was really, really upset. Yeah, and I think I said in the last episode, didn't I, that I prefer the fact that the communication with, with the Temptation Island, you know, the different groups, is a bit more controlled, you know, and they can only see these little snippets on the video. They're not going to bump into each other. You know, they're not just going to wander past the coffee shop because you'd probably be doing that every day now. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was a bit of drama. But I'll tell you what, Chris, she, Claudia's annoyed me a bit there. It's very, very clear that she wants to do this because Rob is saying, like, you know, come on, just say the word and we'll, we'll leave. We'll do it. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to be here. But it's her pushing it, but creating all the, you know, we've got all the tears and theatrics. He wasn't even really doing anything other than just chatting to someone. So I, I, she pissed me off a bit there, if I'm honest, Chris. Yeah, it's one of them, and it's do as I say, not as I do, really. That, yeah. That's the whole dynamic of it. They're not interested one bit in, like, Rob as a person, but as soon as someone else shows an interest, she's like, oh, fuck, you know, what have I done? So you reap what you sow, Dave. How that plays out over the show, I don't know, but it was it was a good start. Yeah, it was proper, like, <laughs> uh, it was up there. I was thinking, yes, go on, a bit of drama, a bit of drama. I- I've got to say, though, Dave, I have got a bit of a problem with Rob uh, a bit later on in the show when he went to the gym with Jeremiah and Charlie. Yeah, and yeah. in the gym. And now Rob, you know, he's a slim lad and everything. But he was proper digging Charlie out, going, you're lifting the big boy's weights, are you now? And I'm thinking, hang on, you're not exactly fucking Lou Ferrigno yourself, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're on like 20k dumbbells or something. You're not fucking Superman. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, I mean, one, you sh- I hate that anyway. You should never take the piss out of what somebody can lift or anything. It's just proper bo- uh, bro code bollocks. All yeah, that. yeah. It was just like, fuck off, you idiot. He was proper like being nasty to Charlie, trying to be a smart ass. Whether he was, he was set up to do that I don't know but I just thought it was a bit uncomfortable and Charlie was like yeah I've not been to the gym for a year and I was like but what what was the point of this this segment it was more to talk about what was going on and Rob was just being a bit of a bellend to really yeah I mean I think it's one of those that he'd try and if he was challenged on it he'd try and pass it off or palm it off as banter but it wasn't really you know I think I think didn't they say baby weights or something I mean I have to say Charlie is a very small framed guy isn't he i mean i i can't recall anyone that i actually know who is quite as small as him and he's obviously got uh, a bit of a complex about it so you know digging him out that he's lifting baby weights yeah that's that's a bit of a see you next tuesday move that in it 
<laughs> just a bit. It's just yeah. like, why? But anyway, yeah, it was just a weird one. Dave, I've got to say, though, one of the funniest moments of this episode was, you know, we've just watched Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, even Love Island. They push the boat out, don't they? You know, Love Island's final dates, they get to go in helicopters and they got fucking wineries and all this stuff. They go on these really extravagant, lovely thing. No expense spared. Single town. They put me in a fucking dinghy in the middle of the Thames, which has got a fucking <laughs> spa in the middle of it. How shit did that look? It, looked it was terrible, terrible. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the opposite to no expense spared, isn't it? Every expense <laughs> is agonised and poured over. So, yeah, this is definitely on a shoestring budget, isn't it? Oh, my God. Is it? I mean, Jesus Christ. They spent what? all the money on the flats, I think. Yeah, I think they had, and obviously this was filmed after Love Island, so they must have gone, oh, fuck, we've only got enough for this. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> they're in one of the dirtiest waters ever. That fucking water's a mess, like the, the back of the Thames, wherever they're supposed to be. And I was standing with sat there, and I was just like... You just see a few turds floating <laughs> past. <Yeah. laughs> fucking tyre or a bike or something. And they were trying to be sexy and stuff. And, and, and the one thing I would say about this show, which I really, really like, Dave, is they're all normal people in the looks. And I'm taking the piss out of Rob having a dig at Charlie, but yeah. none of them yeah. are gearheads. None of the girls are bloody proper Instagram models. They're normal looking lads and girls. And that's what I, I do like because it does seem that the real couples, they're not just put together from a, like a talent agency, which you can see on the Love Island or whatever. This, this for me, seems a bit more real. And and when they're crying, like the people, it does seem like it is pretty genuine. Maybe that's why Claudia was like that. Uh, and it was just the fact that when they all got in the hot tub, they just looked like normal people. A couple of them had a bit of rolls of fat, didn't they? And that, not nothing too much, but just enough to say, you know what, I, I like that. It's not fucking like these Ken and Barbie doll look we get on Love Island. Yeah, and 6%, 6 body fat and, and that. So yeah, I, I like that as well. Now, now Chris... We've had four dates in this episode. I want to start with Jeremiah at first because I think he is my kind of David Brent. <laughs> so he he'd met Emily at the brunch. You know, he was putting on all his moves, which were a bit shit as far as I was concerned. But you know, she seemed quite smart. And early in the conversation, she was calling him out on his bullshit and saying, you know. It sounds like a bit of an excuse when he's saying about, oh, you know, Celine needs to experience things outside of her own relationship, blah, blah, blah. She seemed quite smart. But then when he's saying like, you know, do you know I like you? Would you slap me if I kissed you? <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, you cheesy fucker. And, and she seems genuinely into him. So, again, I don't know why I'm not seeing what she's seeing. But what did you make of that date? He's a dick. <laughs> Let's not be about the bush. He's a dick. I, I did say, I think yesterday's, uh, yesterday on the other day's show was, if he's a lollipop, he's the type of guy who would lick himself. He fucking loves himself. And I still say Celine is the catch. Oh, Celine, sorry, what name is. She's by far uh, out of the relationship. She's got more going on for her. I just think she's so low on confidence that, Either he sucked it out of her completely or the fact that they've been together so long, she doesn't know anything else. And obviously, there were kids when they were together, as you mentioned on the last show. He's a dick. But she fell for it, Dave. Great blue hair. Got to get her hair was on point, without a doubt. And he went in for the kiss. But he's like, 
He thinks he's fucking Dirk Diggler, doesn't he? He comes out, he thinks he's some fucking porn star or something in Nobed. He just, I don't like him at all, Dave. I really don't. Yeah, I thought she looked a bit smurfish, you know, and thought <laughs> thought she might give him a good smurfing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I think... He's cheated multiple times. I think they even said that yeah. in the last episode. And he just has no qualms about it. But I tell you what, I did like that when he went back to the flat, certainly the girls called him out on it and they were yes. gutted because they were yes. thinking about their own relationships, their own situation, and they're thinking, well, he's just broken. He's gone on one date. That's it. He's kissed yeah. her. So, yeah. yeah, I like the fact they called him out on it. And I think Rob did sort of insinuate, not in too many words, but he, he sort of hinted at the fact that, you know, he thinks Jeremiah, if he wants to go for it, he'll just go for it. And I I absolutely think he will. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Because I think it was Sophie and Natasha were the ones who called him out. And they were quite right to. Because at the end of the day, if he's doing that in their head, they're just thinking, well, that means that our guys could be doing the same. Exactly. So, so you got to practice what you preach. And obviously, you know, so she was on a date um, with that guy and she was fine. She ended up talking about Jeremiah more than anything. I mean, it didn't help that the guy was a bit of a dick anyway, but but she genuinely, you can see that she loves this guy and I just don't think he sees it, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I thought she, I thought Celine got the shitty end of the stick there. <laughs> you know, she got paired. Of, so Blake was his name. He works, you know, he works in nightlife. So I don't know if that's a strip club or, you know, just nightclubs or whatever. But, you know, he orders a porn star martini and it's just like, oh, fucking hell, mate. You, you're a senior next Tuesday as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, when they, you know, he st- it starts off not too bad, actually. You know, he pulls a chair out for a, you know, I think, you know, those those are just manners. But, you know, it goes downhill from him ordering that drink. And then when she starts talking about Jeremiah, Blake just does not give a shit. And he's like not looking at her, sort of looking off in the distance and stuff, not listening to what she was saying. So she wasn't interested, but he it's not as if he made a good play and got rejected. He was just, you know, he wasn't a good match for her. So I still say that it's going to take a little bit of time for Celine to kind of grow. You know, she's been with uh, Jeremiah since she was a kid. I think if you get someone who isn't a complete douchebag to come and romance and wine and dine her a bit, I think you'll see her grow and, and sort of realize that the world doesn't stop with Jeremiah. Yes, yeah. I think she's a good-looking girl as well, Dave. I think she's got a lot going on for her that she could do a lot better. At the moment, however, he may change and, and show his undying love. I don't see it, but he could do Bullshit. Yeah, I, was trying to play, I was trying to play good cop, bad cop, but I just think he's in our bed. I think he's yeah. going to fucking do it over the whole episode. So what other couples were you, were you, did you spot, Dave? Well, so, I mean, we, we had Charlie and Elliot. They both went out on dates, didn't they? So we, we spoke about Charlie being digged out for his small frame, but he ends up going on uh, a date with Hayden. And they'd connected quite well. Um, and I think when he goes out on his date, you know, actually both flats get to see who he's going on, who the other person is going out on a date with. And uh, no, I mean, Hayden and Charlie seem to have a bit of a connection. Um, I think Hayden was saying he was from a traveling background and, you know, you don't get many gay travelers around. So he's uh, he didn't say he was ostracized, but he kind of felt a bit, 
on his own in having to deal with this. Charlie was saying, well, that's similar to him because, you know, his brother and his dad are proper blokes, blokes, you know, kind of thing. So, so yeah, they did seem to have a bit of a connection there. But, of course, when he gets back and he finds out that Elliot's been on a date, he absolutely breaks down and starts sobbing, doesn't he? So I think what we're seeing with, you know, a lot of these couples is they're having a great time. You know, old George as well was starting to have doubts as well about himself. It's like, well, it's great if I'm doing it. But if my other half is doing it as well, well, I don't like that as much. (laughs) It's such a fucking hypocritical thing, isn't it? But you're seeing it time and again with all these couples. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? I always think, like, to myself, like, the human psyche, is it just... Is it just something that everybody does naturally? Because in most of these shows we've watched, Dave, like all right, Love Island, they're not coming in as a couple, but they develop a relationship. But as soon as somebody different and like a different face comes in, even if it's a couple of weeks on Love Island or anything, most people, man and girl, just fuck them off and go, oh, well, I'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know whether that's like the, the whole point of the experiment of these sort of shows, but it always seems that somebody is always not happy in the relationship. I know these are supposed to have problems anyway, but uh, I can see pretty much, other than Selena at the moment, and maybe Natasha, most of them just fucking hot-tailing it off with somebody else. Yeah, and and I don't know. I I can't help but feel it's, it's to do with empathy and just, you know, so in, in everyday life, and I'm sure I'm not on my own, but when you're in that situation yourself, well, you surely your first thought is to think about your other half and empathize with, you know, well, how would I feel if they were behaving in a certain way, you know? So, and that kind of drives your own behavior. Whereas, and I don't know, you know, we were saying about age as well. Maybe it's an age thing because a lot of these are young, aren't they? And maybe they're just, maybe they've got low empathy, but when it's thrust in their face, you know, they can't avoid it. You know, so they're not imagining being in the other part, being in their partner's shoes. Yes. But when they can't avoid it and it's right in their face, they, then they have to deal with it and they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. He could be right, Dave. It's a great, honestly, genuinely, uh, it's a great sort of thing to watch. I love watching the dynamics of like this more solid couple. And then as soon as, as soon as, some bit of temptation like hello yeah i mean i thought elliot um i mean he'd had doubts i think charlie had had cheated in their relationship and so he had doubts i I think we both predicted they'd end up separated by the end of this i thought elliot might hang on a little bit longer but he seemed to you know after a bit of a nervous start he seemed to connect with mitch and then you know they they shared a bit of a kiss at the end so It just solidifies for me. I I can't see this couple staying together, Charlie and Elliot. I I think they'll find someone else, whether it's Hayden and Mitch or whether it's someone else. I think they're both open to, you know, exploring new relationships. Yeah, and I I think it might be the right thing to do, to be honest, Dave. I I honestly do with them too. I think it may just run its natural course. The others, we haven't seen a lot of like uh, Natasha. She, She seems very, very sort of down to earth and, and really nice. And I, even Sophie with George, Sophie, yeah. you know, I think Sophie's a good looking girl as well. And uh, it's Luke in it with Natasha. And he, he seems a bit of a dick as well. So mm. I want to see how they go on when they're tempted. And that's obviously coming. The preview we got for episode three shows that there is a bit of temptation there. It's just whether they act on it. I mean, again, 
fucking great TV, Dave. If he's not <laughs> some sort of fight or mental breakdown somewhere, then it's not a reality show. Sadly, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Mental breakdown. But, uh, Oof, not a mental. Harsh. No, no, I, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just rephrase On that. Do- but, dodgy ground there. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it. But that's what they're going for, aren't they? In these shows, unfortunately, the way the world, they want like somebody to be absolutely in floods of tears because something's on. That's the whole point of the show. If they all live happily ever after, you're not going to get. Yeah, a bit, a bit of drama, but manageable yeah. drama, I think. Yeah, yeah so. not a breakdown, Chris. Yeah. Let's just, I'll, take, I'll retract that statement. <laughs> Break out the Homer gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be going right back into that hedge. Yeah. <laughs> now, anything else catch your eye from the episode, Chris? No, nothing, to be honest, Dave. I, th- I think we pretty much uh, summarised it quite well. I'm interested how it goes, because it's going to heat up. You know, he's, he's going to seems to just be pushing more and more temptation in front of it in their eyes. So I want to see who really, really breaks, Dave. Somebody's going to cheat on somebody in this uh, show, definitely. See, I think, I, and, and it is, I, I'm glad we've decided to cover it because, again, if I can liken it to anything, it's Temptation Island, isn't it? I mean, they talk about their exes, but actually mentally they're all still coupled up. But I can't really see, hand on heart, any of the buggers staying together (laughs) you know at least with temptation island you could say well they look like a really strong couple and you know it's when they get turned you know or tempted away that you go oh i didn't see that coming with this lot i'm pretty sure all their heads will turn maybe like you say maybe sophie and natasha maybe not um but i'm sure you know the producers or or rub their noses in it if their other halves are doing so there's no way george isn't doing something uh in the next coming episode so yeah I, i'm really interested where it goes but i wish there was kind of a bit of a stronger couple that uh that we could destroy <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy isn't it? i think the only one i say is celine will probably stay with Jeremiah because she's just used to him cheating on her and treating her like shit. And I hope she doesn't. I hope she gets gets a set and fucks him off. Or, he, or that they patch things up and he actually starts treating her with respect. I'm all for, I'm well in for uh, Celine or Selling, as the name is Dave. I think she uh, deserves better than him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it will be massively disappointing, but I'm still optimistic that she'll grow as a person and then, you know, be more comfortable by herself and not just see herself as an extension of Jeremiah. But, I mean, let's see how we go. Now, Chris, if people want to get in contact with us, how would they get in contact with us? Well, on Twitter, guys, the new Twitter handle is at CDRealityCast. If you want to email the show, CDRealityCast at gmail.com. And as always, drop us a review if you can, guys, on your podcast catching up. And it just helps myself and Dave get out there to more people. And if you have got friends who are into reality shows and the same sort of stuff that we listen to, you guys listen to, just give them a nudge our way because, you know, we we always like to introduce more people into the shows, don't we, Dave? Absolutely. And I will just drop a quick plug. So across on the Bachelor Banter podcast. So, Chris, we've identified there's a Jessica from Love is Blind in the the show. Listen to your heart. So the the Bachelor spinoff. She is exactly the same. Slightly less drunk, <laughs> but, you know, she's coupled up with someone who she conveniently forgets and is more interested in sniping and, you know, trying to take pot shots at someone else's relationship. And so, yeah, definite Jessica on that show. Yeah, 
yeah, good stuff there. I'll have to get on it because I just keep bloody... The amount of things we're watching, I keep putting it off. I know I need to sit down and watch it because it just looks right up my street, and especially with you podcasting on it. Yeah, so, I mean, the shows are an hour and a half, uh, but there's only six of them. So there's three out at the minute, and then so we've got three left to go. And it's kind of... Because you like all, like, the Britain's Got Talent and X Factor and stuff like that, don't you? So in in the third episode, it becomes a bit more like that. So they've we've gone through all you know all the coupling up and what have you, and then they they have to do a performance and then they get judged on it. Yeah, you know what it is, Dave. Actually, it does sound right. I'm Sam as well. We love stuff like this. I think more than anything, I love Britain's Got Talent and X Factor for the dickheads. Once it goes to the live <laughs> show, I don't watch it. True, I true. Because you've got the cream there, and most of them are all hidden behind a talent agency. They've got vocal coaches. There was a there was some got through the other day. Simon Cowell, this girl. She was about eight. She was Tina Turner. Uh, she did, um, oh, what's it called? You know that rolling? Uh, oh, yeah. Tina Turner, rolling, rolling. Oh, yeah. That one. She does it amazing. She was about eight, ten years old. Fucking unbelievable. Comes out, yeah. She's only been singing it on stage in the Tina Turner production on the fucking West End oh, for don't know how long. Gosh. So, how the fuck is she on Britain's Got Talent? And she gets to go buzzer. It's like, what a load of bullshit. It's all fake. So at that point, I'm out. As soon as the, the best ones get through, I've had enough. I just like the idiots who come on and and like, you'll get someone telling them that they're the best singer in the world or the best comedian. Some guy did a comedy app the other day, Elton John. Fucking hell, Dave. It was oh, amazing. Was it, was it, it as was... bad as the uh, comedy act on Afterlife season two? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is amazing. Nothing beats that, actually. Nothing beats that. But he's like, just in case the paparazzi get get over it, I've I've done one blowjob, <laughs> and it'll never happen again. <laughs> yeah, my wife left me the bitch. Yeah, it's just like what? <laughs> and they're like, there's kids here, you know. So, oh god, yeah, definitely, Amazing. definitely recommend that season. Although it's it's a bit more kind of um, a bit more subdued, wasn't it? It's a bit more emotional mm. this one than the first one. Yeah, I, I thought there were more laugh out loud moments in season one. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, like I said to you, I love both of them. I just think I've never known anything get me so much crying. Fucking hell, Dave. I'm like fucking emotional wreck after most episodes. Yeah, Gervais definitely, he, he, he deserves some kind of award because his acting there was uh, unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. But, uh, but Chris, we digress again. <laughs> yeah. So let's get on to Singletown episode three. And then we'll be back in a few days when we can drop our thoughts. Good stuff. Right, we'll see everybody next time. Bye now.